Welcome to the Standard Bank Build Real Influence podcast series. I'm Dr. Ziposenkosi, a medical professional from KwaZulu-Natal, passionate about community medicine and women's health. I'm the owner of a small medical practice in Pietermaritzburg, which focuses on individualized holistic management. I'll be joined by young professionals all around South Africa who have made groundbreaking moves in their careers, and they'll be taking us through their journey in the professional space. So the first one who was crowned Miss South Africa in 2014 and soon after was crowned Miss World 2014. She's not only a world-renowned transformational coach, she's also a speaker, an MC, an author, and she also graduated with her MBCHB medical degree from the University of Free State and has now the co-founder of a medical practice with her sister-in-law. She's a mother and a beautiful wife. I'm talking about none other than Dr. Rolene Strauss. Hi, Rolene. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Are you safe and well during these times? All safe, all healthy, and, and extremely grateful. Thank you, Zippo. Thank you so much, Rolene, for joining us. So before we get into the nitty-gritty of the interview, I've always wanted to ask you um, what it's like to walk a day in your shoes. So can you just take me through the average day um, that happens for you? The first thing is, do any of us actually have an average day? <laughs> I think things change so often, and especially with, uh, with my two young boys. So I'll take you through the, the average day if all goes well. But usually all does not go well. <laughs> but um, I believe that, um, that a good day actually starts with the way you go to bed. <laughs> so um, what my husband and I do, we spend some quality time with our children and we take turns to put the boys to bed. And then I end up my day with a Bible study before I go to sleep. And I know that sleep is extremely important, but at the moment I still um, wake up for multiple cuddles during the night with my 18-month-old. And then um, between five and six, I get up. And then it's the school run, getting the kids ready for school, making sure that their lunch boxes are packed, um, that my hubby has food, that I have food for the day. And at about 8.30-ish, um, I'll be at the office. And the first 10 minutes at the office always sets the tone for the day for me. So um, I try to do a 10-minute meditation and then prioritize the day ahead. And then this is where it gets tricky because it's never really the same. So it is between virtual events like what, what we're doing at the moment, um, team meetings, interviews, um, content planning, then my studies that I'm busy with at the moment. But later we'll talk more about that. And then at one, I'll, I have to do the school run again. And then it is back to the office, finishing off the last few things. And then I always try to get my workout in. And then it is home cooking, uh, bathing the children, and then some quality time again. So that's basically um, what a day in my life looks like. Jeez, that doesn't even sound like 24 hours. <laughs> but I love that. I love that you start with the end of your day. <laughs> So you, you wear many hats, like as a professional, medical professional, life coach, you're also a businesswoman. So which would you say out of all these roles is your favorite? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that there's a favorite role, but the one thing that I've learned from my clients, my coaching clients specifically is whenever we start our coaching conversations or the first session, I always tell them, you know, tell me a bit more about yourself and they always start with saying, you know, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I do this and I do that. And 
I realized that as women, we always tend to identify ourselves with what we do rather than who we are. So I would say that my favorite hat is whatever I do that day that helps me to live my full potential, you know, the way God created me, whether it is, you know, spending quality time with my children or having a coaching um, conversation with a client or um, making plans for the business. So I think that my favorite hat is wherever I'm able to live my values and to live who, who I truly am. Oh, what a wholesome answer. I love that. So, uh, I mean, I understand you, you're not really practicing as a doctor anymore. So what, what I can't imagine how challenging this might have been for you and um, making that decision. What, what prompted it? Well, I grew up in a, in a, in a family who's very passionate about medicine and health. My, my dad is a GP in a very small town and my mom was a nurse. So I never, I could never remember the day that I felt, you know, I chose medicine. It's almost like it chose me. <laughs> it has always been a part of me. So like you've mentioned, it was very difficult for me to say, okay, I'm not going to practice. Um, and what led to it is in my third year of medical studies, I won Miss South Africa and after that Miss World. So first of all, I paused my studies for two years. And what I realized during that time was if you're in medicine, you feel like the whole world is medicine. Like everything is just medicine. And I realized that there's a whole world outside of medicine. Um, and I went back to finish my studies after this world, after the two years, and got married um, to my husband. We've been dating since 2011. So we got married in 2016. And then a month after we got married, uh, we fell pregnant. So there I was, had this perfect plan um, of completing my studies and, and at that stage still doing my internship and community service and spending some time with my husband. But there I was, you know, with a newborn baby in my final year of medicine. And I just realized that I have to prioritize. Um, and I spent two years away from my husband while we were married and one year of which we had a baby as well. So prioritization led to me choosing my family at that stage and it was such a learning curve because I realized that it's not necessarily about what you do if you know who you are you can do so many different things um, and I went back to the roots of but why did I want to study medicine because I could see the influence my dad had on so many patients lives and the way he changed their lives and I felt like Medicine is the way to change lives. But then I realized there are very other things, various other things that you can do. And that's how I ended up um, with my master's in philosophy and coaching um, as well. You're making me so emotional because I can completely relate to your career, you know, being taking over your life. So I know how hard it is just trying to step away from it a little bit, even though it's kind of your passion, but because it's it's really taking over such a large part of your life, it, it's, it becomes so, so hectic. So I know there's so many people out there who are listening. What is that one piece of advice you, you give yourself to get over a bad day? Uh, I think for females specifically, life is filled with so many contrasts. And I think males can relate to this as well. But as women, 
you know, there, there, there are these two movements of the first one, accepting yourself exactly the way you are, you know, body positivity, you are fine just the way you are. And on the other side, it's reach your full potential, live your best life, work towards the best you. And for me, it's finding the harmony between these two, um, you know, of reaching my full potential, but still accepting me for who I am. So it's like being yourself, but being your best self. And at, at times it's, you know, at the end of the day, you just have to accept that things did not go according to plan, but I'm still working towards my, my best, best version. And the one thing or a metaphor that, that really resonates with me in this regard is if we think about a rose seed, um, when we plant this rose seed in the earth, it is a rose seed from the time it, it is planted to the day it dies. So within it, at all times, it contains its whole potential. So it doesn't matter where you are in your journey. You are that rose. And you have all of the potential in you. And, and I, I remind myself of that whenever I have a bad day because I realize it's part of the journey. I'm still on the way. I still have all of, all of what I need inside of me. It's just, you know, it's just a bad day. Mm-hmm. Finding the balance between reaching my full potential but accepting myself for who I am. I think you need to trademark that because <laughs> that's <laughs> that's just such a, a powerful statement. And I think, yeah, that balance is is so so important. So, I mean, what's what's that one valuable lesson you think you you learned in your childhood, and how do you think in all the decisions that you've made? I mean, you've made such so many decisions in your life. What how do you think that influenced your decision-making? So, Zippo, growing up in a small town with um, with not, I mean, I'm so grateful for everything that I have and that I was um, fortunate to have as a young girl, but from a small town, we always wished that we had all of the opportunities that the people in bigger schools and bigger towns and cities had. So uh, my parents always raised my brother and me to always be grateful for everything. So I would say gratitude was a valuable, not only a lesson, but a value that's been engraved in me since a young age. So I never take anything for granted. And that changes your decision-making when you know that, you know, everything that happens is an opportunity and you can be grateful, whether it's good, whether it's bad, Um, you know, I, I choose to be grateful for everything that comes my way. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks so much for that, Raleen. Um, Okay, so what? What? Let's just go into a bit more, you know, um, technical questions. What? What do you think is a socioeconomic issue that stands out to you the most, and how do you maybe work on ensuring you play your part in, in resolving whatever issue that that you think stands out? There are so many socioeconomical issues that I'm passionate about and so many that I've been able to work on, especially during my year as Miss World, because Miss World is, um, the Miss World slogan is beauty with a purpose. So everything we do is um, charity and focusing on raising funding for socioeconomical issues. Something that I'm actively working on at the moment is the gender gap in leadership. And, you know, there is a a big gender gap in leadership. And yes, it is improving, but it's not improving fast enough. And if you think of 2019 in the U.S., the women in the U.S. comprised almost 50% of the labor force. But 
only 21% filled C-suit um, positions. So there's such a big gap in, in, gender, um, in gender leadership. But when we think of leaders and, and studies and academics show that there's not a difference between male and female leaders. There's not a difference when it comes to their efficiency, their efficacy, their um, way of leading, or their, the outcomes of their leadership, but the difference lies in the way that they are perceived, which is actually very um, um, sad because males and females are not perceived as equal leaders. Females are perceived as lesser leaders than their male counterparts. And one of the big things that plays a role in the way you are perceived as a leader is your self-confidence. So everyone believes in women, even the males believe in, in, in women, but we don't necessarily believe in ourselves. And that's what I've been focusing on with my masters in, in coaching is to research ways and develop a coaching model specifically for female leaders to help them to reach their full potential in what way or sort that they want uh, without their self-confidence getting in the way. Wow, okay. So do, do you believe um, a professional banking account is a wise option for a young professionals such as yourself? I mean, you, you're involved in so many things on a daily basis. Do you think it's convenient? Do you think it would, it would be a, an option for you? Zippo, in, in today's day and age, we all know the financial impact that uh, the pandemic had on all of us. Um, big businesses, small businesses, individuals, um, such a big impact on the economy, on finances, and it has a ma- it had a major impact on me as well. Um, you know, being in the public eye, you know, getting a lot of my personal income from from public speaking and attending events and hosting events, and um, our medical practice had to close for some time because we don't, you know, we do um, functional medicine. It's more about prevention rather than cure. So we had to get really creative um, and focus on our financial savviness during this time. And on another note, mentorship in my life has played such a big role, not only in, you know, my spiritual life or my personal life, but a mentor in the financial capacity um, is so, so valuable. And I think that's exactly what a professional banking account um can give a young professional is, uh, you know, the ability to ask questions, the ability to seek advice from the financial advisors and almost uh, putting your your professional banking account and the professional banking team um, in the category of being a mentor when it comes to your finances. I think that is invaluable. Definitely. Definitely. So you said, you mentioned earlier that you are currently pursuing your master's. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? So I, yes, I've had a very interesting personal self-confidence journey. And I think most women um, struggle with self-confidence in some way or form in some area of their lives. And when I was 16 years old, I traveled to Paris for modeling. And I still remember that's where everything started. I had to lose five kilograms and a lot of centimeters for me to be able to travel abroad for modeling. And since then, I started measuring myself against society's version of perfect, the perfect model then, the perfect medical student. And 
in a way, I thought that, you know, if I become a South African, perhaps later in this world, I will have my confidence back. But the opposite happened. And I realized that I have to go on a personal self-discovery journey to find out exactly who I am, who God made me, what my life purpose is. So my master's was had a dual um, purpose. So the first was to go on this self-discovery journey for myself. But I realized that there's so many other women struggling with the exact same thing. So I wanted to learn the skills and the techniques to help them through coaching to also overcome this. Mm. So, I mean, besides your master's degree that you're going to be graduating in, what is your biggest achievement to date? And I know you have many, many, many. (laughs) That is so so difficult. You know, completing medicine and um, almost being done with my master's and, and writing a book, those have all been great achievements, but nothing triumphs. the feeling of my two boys looking at me and, you know, just loving me. And I know it's actually not an achievement, but just realizing that doesn't matter what I achieve, doesn't matter what I do, they see me for me and that's all that's important. So for me, just focusing on reaching my full potential every single day through being a mother, being a wife, through um, being a businesswoman and all of the different hats is um, is small achievements that lead to the greatest achievements of actually, hopefully, um, living my full potential and reaching my life purpose. Oh, that's so beautiful. It's been such a pleasure having you and an honor interviewing you. Have a good day and I hope that you're going to be safe with you and your family and all the blessings in the world. Thank you so much, Zipo. Same to you and thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to our Standard Bank Build Real Influence podcast series. Standard Bank. It can be. Standard Bank is an authorized financial services and registered credit provider.